Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 1 and going to verse 19. Let me give you a quick recap of where we're at. The good news of Jesus is spreading to the region. The mission of Jesus is moving forward through followers of Jesus being scattered and led by the Holy Spirit. But there's an opposing mission seeking to destroy the church, the followers of Jesus, and it's being championed by a passionate religious leader named Saul. So let's hear his story. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there, blind, for three days, and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, Go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. He is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. This story is amazing. It's a story of life change. I mean, have you ever seen someone change. Did you ever wonder if that change was real or sincere? Where it came from? Saul, a man with a mission to wipe out the Jesus movement, meets Jesus and receives a new mission. Instead of trying to stop the Jesus movement, now he's given the message to spread the Jesus movement. So Saul encounters Jesus on his way to arrest and persecute followers of Jesus. And it's interesting what Jesus says to Saul. He confronts Saul. He says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
And Saul asks, well, who are you? (laughs) And the voice replied, Jesus replies, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, the one you're opposing, the one you're harming. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. I find this fascinating. Saul cannot harm the risen Jesus who has ascended to heaven to sit at the right hand of his father, God. Yet Jesus here is telling Saul that he is persecuting and harming him. Jesus is being persecuted here. How is that possible? Remember, who is under attack by Saul? The church. At this time, they're called the way because they followed in the way of Jesus. So Saul is attacking the church, the followers of Jesus, the way, the body of Jesus. To persecute and arrest and attack the followers of Jesus is to attack Jesus. This is a wonderful reminder that Jesus fully identifies with his followers because they are his body. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are a part of the very body of Jesus. Being the body of Jesus, being the church, isn't some religious institution. Being the body of Jesus, the church, is to be in relationship with Jesus and to represent Jesus, to be his hands and his feet, to continue his work, thanks to the power of his spirit living within us. Saul thought he had the right mission, and he was deceived. He thought he was defending God, but he was actually working against God, and by seeking to destroy Jesus and the community of faith, He was working against God. Saul later called Paul, reflects in a letter about this moment in his life. He says in Galatians chapter 1, 12 through 16, he writes about this aspect of his life. He says, I received my message from no human source and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. In other words, I encountered Jesus. You know what I was like in my way of life in Judaism how I violently persecuted God's church, Saul writes. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son, Jesus, to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. Saul, who later is called Paul, has an incredible life-changing encounter with Jesus. The great persecutor has been changed because he met the risen Jesus. Although after Saul met Jesus and was blinded by the experience, not everyone quickly embraced and welcomed him into the faith family. (laughs) There were questions. God reached out to a man named Ananias and tells him to go to Saul and help him. And Ananias says, listen, uh, God, this guy has a reputation of arresting and tormenting followers of Jesus. Forgive me if I'm not eager to go see him. But God reassures Ananias that Saul was, you know, encountering God and had a new mission, that God had a plan for him, that this was real. And that plan for Saul was to take the good news of Jesus to those who were not in the Jewish faith. And so Ananias goes to Saul and calls him brother. Man, what a powerful moment. Ananias, this follower of Jesus, who knows the reputation of Saul as being someone who persecutes followers of Jesus. He's an enemy. He walks in and calls Saul brother. 
That's what Jesus does, right? This is the man who is destroying the lives of countless followers of Jesus. This is the man who is championing the destruction of the Jesus community. Families had suffered under his influence. But Jesus made Saul the persecutor into Saul the brother. Saul was healed of his blindness and was filled with the Holy Spirit and now ready to join the Jesus mission. A couple thoughts for us today. If you're a follower of Jesus, be encouraged and at the same time humbled that Jesus fully identifies with you and that you are a part of his body, deeply connected to him. Be encouraged that you are called to represent Jesus. And when you're under attack, Jesus is under attack. We don't stand alone. Jesus stands with us and he lives within us through the Holy Spirit. And so know that you're not alone and that Jesus feels what you feel. He defends, he encourages, he comforts, he leads, he identifies with us. We're not alone. And maybe today for you, You have someone in your life that needs a relationship with Jesus. You see their life. You are curious, perhaps, that they don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. And you're having a hard time envisioning that ever happening for them. You might have someone in your life like that. I know I do. I have some people in my life that I dearly love and care for who are not yet in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I I wonder, will that ever happen? Certainly Saul is the poster child of God's transforming power thanks to Jesus. Saul was the least likely, I think, to follow Jesus and become a missionary. He was the least likely to be used by God to reach new people when in fact he was trying to destroy the whole thing. But Saul had an encounter and an experience with the risen Jesus and that rocked his world and changed him. There is no one, no one beyond the reach of God's love and the power of God to reach someone. And perhaps you needed to hear that again today. Maybe you've become tired of hoping. Maybe you've given up hope. That's, I think, normal. But perhaps it's time again to look at Saul's life and think that if God can change someone like Saul and reach someone like Saul, he can reach someone that you deeply care about in your life. Or maybe today it's even you. God could reach someone like you and invite you into life and relationship. Perhaps it's time to pray afresh for that someone in your life or even for yourself to experience Jesus. And so what is God saying to you today? And what will be your response? Let's pray together. God, Father, we thank you that you love us and desire for us to know you. Jesus, we thank you for identifying with us and deeply connecting yourself to us. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for living within us and leading us to follow after God. And so now we ask for those people in our lives whom we love that may not yet know you, God. Remind us that you love them even more than we do. 
Remind us that you want to be in a relationship with them even more than we want that for them. And so, God, would you draw them to yourself? May they experience you. And God, would you use us to show your love, to show your grace, to show your truth. And so speak to us, guide us, lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.